You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Oh, so I'm so glad that you're here with me today, and I'm I'm here with someone I admire so much, Lorna Byrne, and I'm going to introduce her in just a moment. And let us begin, as we always do, with a blessing and a prayer. And because it's just coming into my mind now, because I always give a blessing and a prayer, Lorna, yeah. to uh, to begin and end the show. Uh, in that awareness of our divinity. And uh, I wonder, will you do the blessing for our time together? Yes, I I will. I will say um, a particular prayer that the Archangel Michael gave me, you know, um, one one evening. That was the first time I saw him all in his glory, as Mm. I would say, in Mm. that way. So I'm a Catholic, so I'm going to bless myself and ask Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen, and ask for blessings for everyone. And the prayer goes, Prayer of thy healing angels that's carried from God by Michael thy archangel. Pour out thy healing angels, thy heavenly host, upon everyone that is listening and upon yourself. Let them feel the beam of thy healing angels upon them, the light of your healing hand. Let the healing begin whatever way God grants it. God bless us all. Amen. God bless us all. Amen. Yes. I, I love the part about whatever way God grants it, because so often people get caught up in uh, how they think it should be. But before you start, I need okay. to tell who, tell people who you are. Okay. <laughs> so here on Unity Online Radio, um, the Unity community is uh, from the New Thought community in the United States primarily. And so uh, people who are truly interested in awakening to their divinity and seeing the divinity in all life, beyond any religion or any creed, any race, that we are all uh, God's children, if you will, and that we're all united in, in the divine family. And our, our prayer is to really see that and know that we know that the answered prayer is our ability to know that truth, that we're all created as, as part of God's life and God's love, and no one is better than or less than, regardless. 
So, and, and for people who might not be familiar, familiar with you, Lorna, I'm really encouraging people to become familiar with you because you've been such an extreme inspiration to me and your life to me is a validation of my own experiences. And uh, so you have the, the three books that you've written, Angels in My Hair, Stairway to Heaven, and the latest one, A Message of Hope from the Angels. All by Lorna Byrne. And uh, yeah, it's wonderful though, because you're following your guidance. So you're giving us an example that even though you thought initially, how could I ever write a book with uh, divine assistance, which you were willing to accept and follow, you were able to do your part in bringing the, these messages from the angels out through your life and, and into books that people can share and listen to. Because uh, the first one is on audio. Yes, right? Angels in My Hair is on audio. And that yeah. is, I love listening to yeah. that. I've listened to it a few times. I actually love the American version. I was allowed to listen to some of it, you know, a small piece of it. And I thought the, the girl who, who, who reads it out, she really plays each character in her voice. And I think it's it's actually a brilliant a brilliant one. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And uh, but the other two are they out on audio yet? Um, no, I don't think so. Mm. I hope they will come yeah. out because uh, I I know one of the things for me I liked listening to them while I was walking. You know, walking in nature. Yeah. Well, that's that that's nice. I I have never met anyone as yet who has actually listened. You know, or had bought one, so you're the first. Oh, so it's lovely to hear it from from someone. You know that they felt it was really, really good listening to it on audio. Because mm-hmm. um, I have to smile. I enjoyed the piece I was allowed to listen to <laughs> as well. You know, and I thought her voice was just brilliant. It, she's very yeah. talented. Yeah. yeah, they did a really good job. And. Uh, just for me personally, uh, one of the ways that I get messages from the angels or I hear uh, intuition is it, it's like it travels on the waves of sound on people's voices. It's like it's encoded. So this, the actress who reads uh, Angels in My Hair, she, she conveys so much. She, she did, you know, um when I heard that, I, I was saying to God and the angels, do you think she could do them all? But seemingly that's not allowed, you know, in that in that way, because I know it was done on for Ireland and England as well, but it's only a bridged version. Oh. You know, so to me, the American version, the whole lot of it is just brilliant. Yes. And the angels are so happy with that. Yes. No, I wouldn't, I would yeah. never settle for an abridged version. Yeah. No, absolutely yeah. not. So, um, I have so many things I'd like to ask you, but the one that feels most uh, valuable to people is a question about prayer. So, this is one thing that I really took away from Angels in My Hair and Stairway to Heaven, is that in this world... The angels can't really intervene and that we can follow the inspiration and when we pray, then it can it gives them permission 
to do more and to help people more. And so our prayers, the people, the angels would even come to you and say, will you pray? Right? Because then your prayers activate them being able to, because in this world of our human experience, it's about um, our own free will. And if you use your free will to pray for people... That, that is right. And um, one thing, your guardian angel, or any angel, and, and even God, you know, um, because he gave us free will, um, they cannot overstep that boundary. You know, they can whisper to us, give us all the guidance, give us all, all the signs. And that is why, you know, at times when I could be walking down the street and a guardian angel behind someone would ask me to pray for this person, mm-hmm. to ask for them, um, because maybe they are not asking themselves or, or maybe, you know, they're so down. You know, they have given up on God because so many people have given up on God in that in that way. So, in a sense, that's given the guardian angel, you know, that extra bit um, of power. Yes. You know, that other step to help the person. But still, the guardian angel can't overstep, you know, the free will of the person. Um, And prayer is extremely powerful. We've got to remember, you know, you could be at the kitchen sink and you could just cry out help. You know, that simple word. You know, or you could say a prayer like we did, you know, with quite a few words in it. Mm-hmm. But you, you must try and, and say prayer, you know, with every particle of your body and your soul. You know, mean it. And it is usually the time when we do mean prayer is when we do cry out. Or we say, you know, well, God doesn't exist or angels don't exist because they don't help me. And that is a prayer. Mm-hmm. And none of us pray alone. Um, It is lovely to see at times, you know, especially when I'm watching a group of people praying, you know, I could go into a church and just to see the angels of prayer, I explain that the angels, and I see them physically, you have to remember, as I see you sitting here, and you see me, but I see the angels Mm -hmm. with us as well in the same way, and it's normal and natural for me. Um, I know not, nothing else, if, if you understand, in, in that in that way. But the angels of prayer, they're, what would I say, they enhance the prayer. It's like before you even cry out, they're already there. Mm. And they're like, the only way I can describe it is like, you know when you see a massive waterfall and it's coming down and the power and the force of the water, well, it's going up. But it's of angels, it's of the angels of prayer, you know, and it is very, very powerful to see, and it is beautiful to see. And separate from that, I sometimes would walk into a church and or a place of prayer. It mightn't be a Catholic church, it could be a mosque, it could be, you know, anywhere. It's a holy place, and um, sometimes there would be no human being there, no man or woman or child, and... I would just see angels there mm. praying. And we don't realise how powerful prayer is. I always say prayer can move mountains. It can allow miracles to happen. But we all have to play our part as well in in that. And I suppose one of the most important prayers we could say at the moment 
you know, not necessarily for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We will we will say, you know, that we pray for for peace where the war is at the moment, all those eastern countries, um, that somehow the gift of peace will come between now and the new year, you know, that no more innocent life will be lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you can stop when you have said that and you can say a prayer for you. You know, because we do need yes. to pray for ourselves. Yes. And a lot of people think that of all religions, because this is a question I'm asked everywhere, you know, um, am I allowed to pray for myself? Am I allowed to ask for myself? And of course you are. You know, that is a very important thing to ask for yourself as well. Um, and in asking yourself as time goes on, it, what would I say, it frees you. And you see that your mom needs a prayer. Your mom needs help without you even saying a word to her. Or you see within your family needs prayer. Or you see that within your community. And prayer changes things. Mm -hmm. It changes people. Just watch. If everybody in the world now started to pray for that peace, but yet not everybody will, you know, for the hatred, for the revenge to stop in those countries. Mm-hmm. Um, that love would come in instead. That all the leaders of the UN and, and America and, you know, that somehow and of those countries, that the leaders of those countries would come together and find solution for peace. We can help mm-hmm. in a huge way by praying. Even if it's only one prayer, even if it's only, okay, Lord, I really mean it. I I want peace for those countries, for the leaders to sit together, to become calm and find solutions. You know, because a lot of people forget how powerful prayer is. It could be your country that's in war, your family being killed. So mm-hmm. kind of don't say to yourself, well, that's over there, nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. God and the angels are always asking us to pray. Mm-hmm. You know, to give that one second even of a prayer, even if it's just for yourself. Mm-hmm. But hopefully, hopefully afterwards you would say it not just for yourself. Right. You know, prayer can move mountains. It is incredible. You know, and you would hear from so many people who have received that message in the books that they started to to pray more within their lives, you know, and for their family and everything like that. And they would say so many things have changed for the better. I think that's one of the most valuable things about reading your books is people yeah. get a clear understanding of the power of prayer and how, a better sense of how things work in the invisible because people feel powerless. But as long as you can pray, you are not powerless. No, you're, you're not. And, you know, in, in praying, you know, even to pray for someone else in your family or someone in your community that can't pray for themselves yes. because they're going through such a horrific time. Yes. You can pray for them. And to remember that in the end, prayer gets you through it. 
it gives you that faith. It gives you that hope. Mm-hmm. It helps you to see that light. Mm-hmm. You know, and it helps you not to give up. And that's that's very important. I would meet many people who, um, you know, they may have had a terminal disease or, you know, have been in a car crash and now their body isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, they have lost a limb or something. And, you know, they would say to me, Lorna, you know, my aunt or my girlfriend brought in your book and I just threw it there and I didn't want to read it. You know, and then eventually they did listen and pick it up and, and read it. And they said it gave them so much hope. And they said they never prayed. Maybe when they were a child they said they prayed a little prayer because of in school. Right. But they started to pray and they said they could, you know, their faith grew. They knew there was a po- more powerful force there Yes. that gave them the courage and the strength, you know, to accept what has happened but to start to live life Mm -hmm. you know that that precious gift not to not to give up just prayer is extremely powerful we underestimate the power of prayer it is so true i have a daily prayer line so every day Mm -hmm. i record a new prayer and people in the united states can listen it's not a yeah uh, yeah you know, it's an easy call, and it's not a toll-free call, but uh, in the United States, most people have uh, unlimited long-distance or toll-calling. And and then also people from all over the world listen online to the prayer. So thousands of people every day listening to the prayer together. And if, if as they are listening, they are saying it within themselves, mm-hmm. and maybe not even out in words from mm-hmm. their mouth, then they're saying the prayers, you know, just because you're not speaking the word, right. but if you're listening, you're yes. actually saying it as well, you know, and that is lovely. Yes. You know, and that is powerful as well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I felt guided to do that because many people forget to pray. And so even if they're praying with me each day by means of that, technological yeah, yeah they're uh, becoming oper- aware of of prayer yes and that spiritual part of themselves you know i i would hear from people all over the world all the time you know even today you know i went into a restaurant and i was having my coffee and a slice of toast and i was sitting there and, and this man in his 50s you know comes in and he says excuse me please you know he, he does this please excuse me could I have a moment? And I said, of course. And his guardian angel actually told me what it was before ah, he started yes. to tell me. And it was that he wanted me to pray for him because he was going for open heart surgery ah. just before the Christmas. And ah. um, he says, I have never prayed before, but now I am praying. And mm. I believe now that I will survive, mm-hmm. you know. And that was lovely to hear, that prayer was giving him, you know, that courage. And I did smile that he still had to ask me, <laughs> you know, as well. But it it was lovely that he had the courage, you know, yes. and he listened to his guardian angel. Yes. Because he said, I saw you walk in and I was standing there. And he says, I went away. You know, and then I came back 
he said, I, I just had a strong feeling to come back. And that's the way his guardian mm-hmm. angel was talking to him to ask, you know, that I pray for him as well, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and it's lovely to see someone, you know, sometimes it takes a tragedy. Yes. You know, something to just turn your life upside down that actually gives you back faith again, mm-hmm. that actually helps you to grow spiritually. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd feel sad when that has to happen. Yeah. You know, but it does happen at times. Like people would say to me, you know, you've had God and the angels in your life right to this moment. You know, why didn't God make your life easier? You know, but I wouldn't expect God to live, make my life easier. I have to live my life as well, my human side. Mm-hmm. You know, and everyone's life is full of ups and downs. And some, we would say, are worse than others. But yet, for each and every one of us, no matter how small or big the up and down is, they're all equal. It's just that we ourselves see them as different. You know, um and it, it is to, to start to pray more. And I'm all the time asking the world, you know, people of all religions, to pray more. Because that is one of the things that I have been shown of the future. Um, is, you know, all religions coming together under the one umbrella and they all praying together. Beautiful. And losing, you know, the fear of the way, you know, a Muslim prays or, or the way someone else prays because we are afraid of that Mm -hmm. we're we're afraid we feel intimidated and just to have been allowed to see it in the future and the thing is it starts in America you know um, I don't know whether I should be telling you this but in in a message of hope I I write about you know the American gathering angels Ah. um, of bringing people from all over the world, you know, all nationalities, um, rich and poor, um, and imperfect in every way, and yet perfect as well. Yes. And bringing them to America. You know, the American people don't realise they are the new race. They are the future. And to me, that is incredible. And... It isn't that someone is better than someone else that is chosen and goes, um, because I haven't been chosen to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? We like, all have our work to do. We, yeah. we all have, have, have our work to do. But I think that is so incredible. You know, and it's still happening today. And it's the only country in the world that has an angel like this. And it's not that these angels are in huge abundance. There mm-hmm. seems to be maybe just so many of them, a certain number, mm-hmm. um, and yet now travelling all around the world. I just see them in different countries getting ready. And I, I know one that I write about in the book. You know, I was out with my daughter for a walk in the Phoenix Park and a family was there, you know, a mother and a father and, and four children. And, and just seeing, you know, this beautiful angel walk out of the woods and I knew, recognized them straight away um, and knowing that this was an American gathering angel and I felt sad in one sense because I'm a mother mm. you know, a parent and um, knowing that this angel was to guide these two older children 
um, that when they're old enough to go to America. But mm. now the angels still won't overstep that free will. Right. I know some don't go. Right. Um, but I think a lot do. You oh, know, good. and I suppose the American Gathering Angel, they're, they're, they're beautiful. They always give a male appearance. I don't know why they do, do this, but it's always a male appearance. And they're just dressed from head to toe, you know, in an armor that moves with them. And mm. it, it's kind of a silver and yet dark in other places, but moves with them. And they have this hairband that just is the same. You know, only about that yeah. width and moves, you know, goes into their hair. And their hair is a dark color, br- dark brown, not a jet black. So I wouldn't say it's black. Uh-huh. Um, and it's nearly always roughly the same length, you know. But that day I felt sad because being a mother myself, you know, no, your children are going to go away. And yes, you know... I know many people from Ireland have gone mm-hmm. over the centuries as well mm-hmm. to America. And that is, is one thing to remember. God has gathered people from all around the world, all different religions, you know. For a purpose. For a purpose. Yes. We have to go to a break. So we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes. I'm Jennifer Hadley. I'm here with author Lorna Byrne. And you're listening to Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Unity Online Radio is bringing the message of unity to tens of thousands of spiritual seekers around the world. If you have been served by this programming, we invite you to support it by visiting www.unity.fm and clicking on Donate Now. Thank you for your support. Does the idea of being a vegetarian or a vegan intrigue you? Is it something you've pondered? Listen each week as Victoria Moran, author of Main Street Vegan, and her daughter Adair, a lifelong vegan, show you how to make the shift to a sustainable lifestyle for both you and the planet. Each week, they'll entertain you with the latest on the vegan life. It's not just for celebrities and moguls, but for people just like you who want to look and feel amazing, eat extraordinary food, help animals, and create a physical body perfectly attuned to spiritual growth. Their guests will range from unity ministers to vegan authors, activists, physicians, chefs, and even some of those glittery celebs. There'll be recipes, ideas, tips for going vegan at your own pace, and ways to make a difference for animals and the planet at every meal. Tune in Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time for Main Street Vegan, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Sweet. 
So I'm back here. We're live in Dublin, Ireland, with author Lorna Byrne, who is uh, an Irish mystic. She's a mystic. And in a sense, we're all mystics if we're listening to the divine. It's really true. It doesn't mean that uh, uh, Lorna is any better or worse than anyone else. She's just, she's listening to divine guidance and she's following it and teaching us how to do it. And Lorna, um, as we were just talking about prayer, one of the things that I've learned to do that feels so beneficial is when I ask for prayer for myself, which I've learned to do often, and I I, I would like to do it even more often, uh, but when I pray for myself, particularly if I'm having a challenge, I say whatever is the root cause of this challenge, like it might be in this moment I'm feeling frustrated or irritated, Whatever is the root cause of this challenge, may it be healed in me and may it be healed in everyone so that no one thinks this thought has this challenge ever again. So always including everyone in every prayer because to me that, that strengthens it and it doesn't cost me anything extra. <laughs> well, that, that's what you, you have to remember. Prayer doesn't cost you anything. You can even be... You know, as I said, at the kitchen sink, or, or you can be driving your car, or you can be, you know, a mother wheeling a pram, you know, or you can be a teenager sitting in school mm-hmm. and you're going to do an exam, you know, say a prayer. You've nothing to lose, only to gain. Exactly. You know? And and if you're, let's say you're going to be taking an exam and you feel uh, you'd like that extra support from prayer, pray for everyone in the room. Yes, because, you know, you, you want all your friends and even those that you may not know in the room to, to pass as well because you know what, what you're feeling and why you're saying that prayer in the hope that you will pass, you know, that you will get that help. And of course you will get it, you know, and just go and do your exam, say your prayer and include everyone in it. It's like, you know, when you say a prayer... You know, to include the world, even if you can say one prayer for for the whole world, for everyone in the world, for mm-hmm. all life in the world, you mm-hmm. know, even the trees and the grass and all of that. Because one thing about prayer is that you don't know that your prayer has changed someone's life or your prayer has helped someone in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, if your prayer could help someone get a job. Your prayer could help someone, you know, to receive a sliced pan. <laughs> you know, your prayer could get someone into a school, but you don't need to know who the person is. Right. But it's, it's, it is, your, your prayer could even, you know, because you said a prayer for the world, for everyone, for all life, you know, could save something in, in nature. Mm-hmm. You know, or your prayer could be as simple as that, you know, it helps someone pass the driving test mm-hmm. because you said... So your prayer was used for someone or something, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, or in a sense your prayer helped, you know, other people to listen, maybe to look after nature more, maybe to, you know, help that dog that they have been seeing for a long time, right. that they actually really listened, you know, where they normally would have ignored. Right. So, now, speaking of that, it's the perfect intro, because I was just, as you were talking, getting the, the, the prompting to ask you, one of the biggest challenges that people have 
they tell me this all the time, I'm sure they tell it to you too, that they cannot distinguish between what is, say, the voice of inspiration versus the voice of, let's say, ego, saying, you know, um, giving them, it's fearful guidance. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not, yeah. it's not yeah. from the divine or from the guardian yeah. angel. It's yeah. from the um, trying to get something, wanting, needing, craving. Yeah. How, so what do you tell people? Well, there's, there's so many things I would could say to you here, but I think, you know, everyone to to say to themselves, well, what have I got to lose? I'm going to try my best to listen. And be thankful for all the blessings you have each day. Start to recognize them. Mm-hmm. And ask for yourself to be made humble in, in one sense, mm-hmm. that you don't let ego interfere mm-hmm. because the other side uses the ego. Mm-hmm. That's why you get it in the first place. Yes. But yet ego can be used for good as well. It can help to push someone when it comes from your guardian angel um, and from your soul, from your spiritual self. Um, can you give an example of that? Well, I think the first one of the other things to remember is that your guardian angel never asks you to do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. doesn't ask you to be mean or selfish mm-hmm. you know and there is loads of stories i can i can give you you know where where i have met someone or i have been shown you know i could be even in a in you know one of these big stores and i'm looking around at, at things and the angels say lorna just look over here and see what's happening and I would be trying to hide so I wouldn't be noticed or, or they wouldn't notice me glancing in, in, in the direction. And I would be shown where somebody is bullying somebody, you know, another, another mm-hmm. worker mm-hmm. In, in the shop and allowing their ego to grow so big in the sense that the person they're bullying doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. squashing them be- right. beneath their feet. Yes. You know... Um, and that is not the guardian angel. That is the other side. And I, how can I describe the other side? It comes in so quickly. Mm. You know, um, your guardian angel is there with you every second. And the guardian angel of that person was giving them that guilty feeling. But they were just pushing it away. And the other side comes in so quick. It's like as if, you know, just like this, you know, a flash, you know, but has done that and uses every opportunity and that is because, you know, we've had the Celtic Tiger in so many places and people over a number of years had become so materialistic. What is the Celtic Tiger? Because in, in America we don't you, know you that. Didn't, you didn't know that. It, it is where, you know, lots of work came in. Lots of people got jobs that mm-hmm. never had a job, all mm-hmm. of that, you know, and... Um, suddenly, you know, prices went up in everything. Mm. And if you wanted to sell something, you thought in the millions, you know, in in this way. (coughs) And um, parents started to, in a sense, you know, become selfish and mean and and become, you know, materialistic, so materialistic that in a sense they thought their children the same, Mm -hmm. you know, and... I can give you a good example of it. It was one time again with my daughter because I'm a mother like yourself. You're not like I'm not, you know, no. not like yourself. They were saying not like yourself. And um, it was Halloween, you know, and we were invited um, 
to go around a few houses with these other families that had it set up. You know, that the children would go into the house and the parent could go in if they wanted. But most of the parents stayed where, you know, they could have their drink and all of that. Right. And a few parents went. Right. And some parents went in cars and we were given a lift around to... And these were very wealthy people, you know. So we were felt really privileged, you know, um, to be going there in, in that, that sense. And Aideen was delighted that she was invited and... Um, but yet she got a terrible shock because some of the children were thought to be so materialistic, even in sweets, even in Halloween, right, yes. that they pushed their way through the little babies. Oh. You know, um, and these kiddies could have been maybe only seven, eight, yeah. eleven, yeah. you know, and took literally every sweet. Every, and went out to the parents... <laughs> with these big huge white and the parents yeah. took the bags off them and gave them more empty bags to go get more to go and get more oh. to get to the next house as quick as possible and wow i always remember my daughter saying come on mom let's let's go real quick and try and get into the house and see what what we can get and she got in and she did get a tiny few she pushed her way in you know the arms went in as they emptied them into the bags again right. And what was lovely to see, you know, was her guardian angel telling her what to do with the few she got. Now, literally, it was only a few. Ah, yeah. And she gave it to the little ones. But that, that is ego. That is what the Celtic tiger done an awful lot of. Ah. Giving children so much. You know, what are they going to give them when they're 16? They'll have nothing left to give them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's just an, an example. Mm-hmm. Okay. Of, of that and just watching the angels you know loving those children even though they were doing that right. and, and I have to say watching one of the boys that was doing it you know stopped for a moment and looked at the, at the toddlers you know the young children but wasn't listening to his guardian angel you know and it was so sweet and the guardian angel loves you unconditionally. The guardian angel loved and adored that child, even though the child has been taught wrongly by the parents. Right. And again, in a message of hope from the angels, that is one of the messages, that being a parent is the most important job in the world. Because, you know, at times when I would be giving a talk or a book signing, Sometimes mother and father would come up to me and they would have children or teenagers with them and they would say to me, Lorna, what's my destiny? Mm-hmm. You have loads of destinies in your life. Not Thank just you. one. Yes. And one of the most important job is being a parent mm. because a parent is holding the future in mm-hmm. their hands. Mm-hmm. And a parent must mould a child you know, teach it love, teach it compassion, teach it what is right and wrong, you know, so that it, it will grow up and create a wonderful future. You know, but when you see children being taught that it's all only about material things, right. you know, um, that's not teaching our children. It's not, that's teaching for a bad future. You know, and that's why being a parent, that's why that message is in the book, being a parent is the most important job in the world. It's more important than being the president of America 
or being, you know, this great big executive, yes. you know, or even being the shopkeeper or the, or the road sweeper. Yes. It is the most important job and it's the hardest job. Yes. You know, in, in that in that way. And what about someone, uh, a parent, a mother or father who is worried for their child, fearful for their child? What is the thing that can most help the child for the parent to know? I think the most important thing is even for a parent um, to allow a child to know that it's not alone, that mm-hmm. it has a guardian angel. And, you know, like, again, there's so many stories in, in, that, in that book. And one is, is about a mother, Steph, Stephanie, or I can't pronounce her name. I'd have <laughs> difficulty in, in saying names. And, um, you know, she was completely stressed and she came up to me in a hotel lobby and she just said, can you spare a minute? And the angel said, Lorna, you must, you must listen to this woman. And I'll skip loads of it, but it was that she was still so stressed with her teenage daughter and she had a younger child as well, a boy. And she said, you know, I'm extremely stressed. I'm in bits. I have been on medication. I'm having a breakdown. Mm. And she said, it's all because of my daughter. All as we do is fight and scream and roar at each other and my daughter constantly runs me down, strips me of my dignity, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was watching the angels and listening to them at the same time and I said, what can I say to this mother? And they said, Lorna, you know what it is? And I said, yes, I do. It's love. Yeah. You know, her daughter was crying out to her, her love. for love. Yeah. Not the material things, right. not, you know, all those kind of things, but she was crying out for love. Mother, tell me you love me. And one of the questions I was told to ask the mother was, when did you last say you loved your daughter? And she looks at me shocked. But my daughter knows I love her. I'm her mother. My mother never told me she loved me, ah. but she was my mother. yes. And that's a thing a parent must remember. Yeah, it's not obvious, yeah. No, you have to tell your children. And I said to her, well, every time your daughter passes through the kitchen and she roars at you or slams the door, remember it's love. And just say casually, I love you. She's screaming and roaring at you. Just say, I love you. Oh, Lorna, that's a and beautiful... And I, I met them years later. <laughs> oh, great, I yes. did, you know, uh, it could have been a year or two years. I can't remember now the distance of time. But, you know, it was lovely to see them together, you know, and the daughter saying she was absolutely terrible, you know, but they love each other. Yeah. And just to see that it worked. Now, I had yes. told the mother to do other things, which I won't go into now. Okay. You know, but but it was lovely to see, you know, love conquers hate in so many ways and the angels do everything when we're stressed. And that mother was so stressed. And to imagine how a child can strip you of your dignity because they're crying out for love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yes. And for the mother, in, in one sense, to take it for granted that my daughter should know I love her. Right. But parents mustn't forget to tell yeah. their children they love them. Yes. And to say no sometimes, 
means you love them. Yes. And on that note, we're going to take a break. We'll come right back. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to Unity Online Radio. My guest is Lorna Byrne, author of Angels in My Hair and other beautiful books. We'll be right back. Jenny is looking for an adventure. I love new cities, the culture, the architecture, the food. Joy prefers a little R&R. Just give me a book and cozy chair along the ocean, and maybe a massage or spa treatment. Both are spiritually minded. The cave temples in Sri Lanka sound amazing. What a life-changing experience. Studying Eastern spirituality, going right to the source, it's the journey of a lifetime. Both Jenny and Joy will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th to May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org slash spirit of the East. Been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Reverend Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're back with uh, author Lorna Byrne, whose new book, A Message of Hope from the Angels, just came out. And I really have to say that I love Lorna's books. And Angels in My Hair is an all-time favorite book. I assign it to my more advanced students, and they uh, love it, as well as the second book, Stairway to Heaven, which... I dearly love. I'm, I'm not even going to get into it, but there are so many stories in Stairway to Heaven that actually have been hugely powerful for me, really beautiful. And what you were just sharing, Lorna, about um, the mother and the daughter, one of the things I say over and over and over again in my classes is love is the healer. So it's not, there's no other healer. Love is the healer. And uh, we we discount it, but there's no more powerful thing, no more powerful in any way. 